Welcome to the party, pal. The, the Michael Dukes Show. The greed and the entitlement is astounding to me. What more could you want from a low-budget radio program? This is a dumpster fire. That was just BS. It is time to get a new perspective. We know just what you need, and we've got just the cure. Open wide and prepare for a steaming hot cup of freedom. I just don't fathom it. The Michael Dukes Show, streaming live across the world. Top of the morning to you. How you doing out there? It's just another beautiful day here on The Michael Dukes Show. I, oh, boy, I tell you what, <clears throat> it's uh, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. How are you this morning? You ready to go for this lovely Thursday? Yeah, buddy, we got some stuff going on today. Uh, we're ready to dive into it and talk about uh, some of the issues that concern many of you out there in the uh, listening audience. Of course, you can also listen to us live on the interwebs at michaeldukeshow.com. Or we've got links to the uh, audio-only um, uh, stream, uh, of course, podcast links and links to social media, including Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch, where you can watch the show. Um, all over the place. Um, heavy rain going on across parts of the peninsula right now. Apparently, it's pounding all their snow into oblivion. They were supposed to get 10 to 25 inches of snow up in... Willow, Talkeetna, uh, we got a couple inches here yesterday, but uh, I don't know. It's just, it's. I think things may be, knock on wood, things may be calming down for the moment. They just might be calming down for the moment, and we'll have to see what it, uh, we'll have to see what it looks like here shortly. Uh, we've been keeping a close eye on uh, the winter weather advisories uh, for, uh, for the area, and right now the only one that we have is for the Susitna Valley for Talkeetna North, uh, which is again up towards Willow, 10 to 25 inches of uh, snow up there right now. Uh, but uh, down in the uh, down in the Anchorage area, not uh, too bad. Out here in the Matsu, not too bad. Still a 30% chance of snow. Uh, I'm sorry, 40% chance of snow. Uh, so looks like rain and snow before noon. Then a chance of rain between noon and three, then a chance of snow after three. So this just keeps getting better and better. <laughs> it's currently 34 and a half degrees outside my house. So it's going to be rain and then snow and then back to rain and then snow and then, and then the hammer's supposed to drop. It's supposed to be one below zero on Saturday night. So, I mean,. You know, just enough time to let everything, all the ruts and the snow that you just drove over, freeze freaking solid. So it should be a fantastic, uh, should be a fantastic time. Um, anyway, uh, on today's program, we're, I mean, we're just talked about the weather, but we got more coming up, including a discussion on what's going on with the snow clearing and everything else down in uh, Anchorage. Uh, because that's been obviously a hot topic of conversation. I drove in yesterday. You know, quite honestly, it wasn't that bad. It was a little slower. It was a little slower uh, because there was snow and rain on the highway. But, uh, you know, the roads were pretty clear uh, throughout most of Anchorage. Uh, looks like most of that stuff's been taken care of. I understand the residential districts are getting plowed out today. 
Uh, we're going to be talking with Mayor Dave Bronson about that here in just a few moments. And we're going to get his, uh, uh, you know, talk with him about it. Uh, an interesting discussion, I think, for most people. They don't understand um, the, uh, the the differentiation uh, between the fact that, that you have a whole bunch of state-owned roads going through the middle of the city and you've got two different entities that are responsible and uh, it seems like everybody wants to point the finger right now at the mayor, um, including the uh, school district uh, yesterday going on that they were just not going to open until the roads. Although they did open today with the exception of, uh, I think it was O'Brien School, uh, but they're back to it today. Matt Sue's already been, you know, <laughs> there was just so much stuff going on. Uh, in hour two of the program this morning, we're going to be talking, fingers crossed, because I tried to confirm with him last night, and I just don't know if he didn't get the message or not, but Mike Shower, he and I had agreed last week, but with his, I mean, he lives a he lives a high society playboy life, that guy. He's always going somewhere. It's always better to confirm with him, you know, the day before, and uh, I haven't heard back yet. So let's, fingers crossed, hope that we hear from Mike Shower uh in hour two otherwise it'll just be me and you and we'll be uh hanging out uh for that and then of course tomorrow firearms friday jd to chili from reason magazine is going to be joining us to talk about the latest in the fifth amendments uh, case on um the 80 percent the ghost gun parts it's good news it's super good news so we'll talk to jd to chili and then of course willie waffle and more so that's what's coming up uh for the rest of the week um, okay, so let's go over and um, uh, let's see, um, um, <laughs> let's see what's going on here. Uh, there are a few headlines uh, again talking about the school campuses being open again, and I noticed that the Anchorage School District um, has the uh, they've got their own they they posted on their page uh, about school being open. Although it was it was interesting because. They're like O'Malley Elementary School. It wasn't O'Brien. It was O'Malley. It was one of those Irish names. Uh, O'Malley Elementary School is a remote learning day due to unsafe road conditions. And then it says bus transportation, limited service today due to poor road conditions. Students on the following routes will not have bus transportation. Okay, you're ready. You're just you're you're just thinking a couple, right? 101, 103, 104, 106, 107, 108, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 18, 19, 20, 21, 24, 126, 127, 203, 208, 11, 13, 14, 20, 20. There is like 35 bus routes that are just not, there is no bus. <laughs> the majority of our bus routes are open, however, buses may be possibly late uh, because drivers are taking it slow and safe. If families feel uncomfortable getting their students safely to school today, they must notify their schools and the absent will be marked as excused. I just, you know, man, again, I just, I, that would just, to me, that would just be one, as a parent, that would be one more feather in my cap towards homeschooling. Why I think that that's a great idea. But yeah, so there's uh, articles about the school district getting everything out, campuses ready for today. Um there's a uh, interest story um, in uh, KTUU talking about um, 
the epic snowfall that we've seen, and we have seen some snow. Uh, let me just put it. Let me put it that way. I got some stats here. Uh, daily snowfall record eleven uh, five. So on the fifth of this of this uh, month, six point two inches fell. The previous record for that day, three point eight, almost double. Uh, nine inches fell on the eighth, which was seven point three. Was the next highest that was back in nineteen eighty two. 8.2 inches on the 9th, which beat the 7.1 from 1956, and then 8.7 inches on the 13th, which beat the previous record of 2.7 inches back in 1979. <laughs> it's the second snowiest November on record, and it's only the 16th of November. The second snow, the first one had 38.8 inches of snow. We have 38.1 inches of snow, so it's 0.7 inches difference, and there's still 15 days left in the month. 14 days, I guess. Um, it, but it's just, it's just, it's nutty, man. How much snow is going on out there? Absolutely nutty. And a lot of people are asking, you know, where's the plows in the back, you know, the backyard communities and the small cul-de-sacs in those areas? Um, and they, you know, I, I'll be honest with you. I think a lot of people haven't bothered to read the plow plans that the municipality put out last year after there was the whole kerfluffle over the snow last year. So they came up with several different plans, uh, on how, you know, on how they plow out the roads and what are the priorities, which roads are the municipality's responsible, you know, responsibility, and which roads are the state's responsibility? And they put it all out there, and they and they've got a they've got a, a real time map. You can go over and look at the real time map at the municipality and see how many sectors are done, how many sectors are being worked on. If there's a delay, you know what the date. They've got a daily update on the map. They're showing which ones, you know the sidewalks that are plowed and everything else. They're doing, I mean, they're, they're doing some good work. It just happened to be 40 inches of snow. So it's taken a little bit to get in there. And the fact that the state of Alaska was really just not quite ready for, you know, and, and we, my, my engineer and I were talking yesterday and he said, you know, I watched one of those speed plows go down, I think it was C Street. He said, he said, I watched one of those speed plows go down C Street and he said, and um, I was in line. He goes, I was in line to get a breakfast burrito. And I watched this thing just, just roar down the street. And he said, and then I went out on that same street, like five minutes later after I got through the line and he goes, you couldn't even tell that they plowed. And then it was refreezing. So that's why we were getting all these ruts and say, I mean, you know, we have, I, this is my, this is my point on this whole thing. They've created such a contentious environment in the city right now. Where, you know, everybody is blaming everybody else for everything that's going on. It's just putting everybody on edge. And it just seems like there's a lot of finger pointing going on and not a lot of solutions being offered. And I find that just irritating. No wonder people want to throw their hands up in the air or wander away from elections and things like that. Now, don't do that. But I can't blame some people for being so frustrated with the whole situation. It's, just, it's astonishing. Let's be adults and discuss this like adults. Sometimes that seems to be a little difficult to get done. So anyway, snow plowing, and there's a whole thing. I should post that. Uh, I'll post that link up. But anyway, KTUU has got a whole thing where they lay it all out and uh, and 
give you but most of the most of the I found KTU to be some of the more even-handed um some of the more even-handed reporting on what's going on in the city as opposed to the ADN which uh how do they put it an informal deal in an informal deal the mayor sent equipment to clear some rutted state roads leaving many neighborhoods unplowed like it was some master plan uh those major state roads by the way included the main thoroughfares through Anchorage where the majority of traffic is running on and that was just tearing those cars up. I went down Tudor. I went down some of these other streets here uh, late last week and it was rattling my teeth out. Thank you for scraping those roads down. I know you want to get people out of the residential areas, but I mean, (laughs) anyway, you can't please anybody apparently at this point. All right, well, you can please me because I'm taking a break. That's uh, that's what we're going to do here. We're going to jump away. And when we come back, Mayor Dave Bronson will be joining us. We'll be talking with him about the latest on the snow plowing, what the, you know, get it from his perspective, talk about the difference between state roads and muni roads and what's actually happening. And then also uh, we'll see if we can get him to stick around and talk a little bit about the new homeless uh, um installation there at the old municipal solid waste building and is that helping and what is the, what's the next play what's the next play for the unhoused as they're calling them in the anchorage area back with more of the michael duke show common sense liberty-based free thinking radio If you missed the show, you can listen to it on your time with Dukes On Demand. Oh, and it's free. Like America used to be. Streaming live every weekday morning on Facebook Live and MichaelDukesShow.com. Okay, we are in the break right now, uh, ready to go. Uh, Lots of stuff happening here. Let me get caught up uh, in the chat room. I see that Mayor Bronson is in the green room. We're going to be with him here in just a hot second. Um, We know you are missing Fairbanks. What? I mean, um, no, uh, not not at all. how can schools be called open with 44 bus routes down and the rest are go at your own risk? I know. I mean, you know, I had to chuckle. The schools are open except for, you know, this massive list of ones. It's uh, it's crazy. Um, they're setting up a picket line outside my house right now because I'm interviewing the mayor. Is that what you're saying? Um all right. Uh, if they declare a remote learning day, they still get paid, correct? Yep, that's pretty much what's going on. Um, we are an epic people living in an epic land in epic times. That's an epic statement for sure. All right, let me um, – here's the real problem. People move to Alaska thinking they can live like Seattle. It's not Seattle. You know, that's a prime, that's a prime example there, Barbara, of 100% truth. This is Alaska. It might be a little difficult to get to work in the morning. I'm just pointing that out. Um, all right, let me go over to the uh, let me go over to the green room here. We'll pull the mayor in, 
and we'll sit down and have a get things, check the audio and everything, be ready to go to return to the radio. Uh, Mayor Bronson joins us uh, right now. Good morning, Mayor. How are uh, how are you doing this morning? Michael, I am fine. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. Well, I appreciate you being on. Um, feel free to, uh, if you want to square yourself up and center yourself there, based on, I'm going to leave you right there in that window right there, just so that we can we can get it. Uh, I know those hinges sometimes, they just don't want to cooperate. Um, all right, Mike. Yeah, how does that look for you? That looks good. That looks real good. Okay. Um, so we're going to get started here in just a hot second, and um, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll start uh, talking about things. Um, are you doing the anti-snow dance right now? I just want to know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm I'm about to start the uh, the uh, ultra cold weather dance. I think. Yeah, well, I saw as, that. As, you know, at, when we're when we're done with the rain dance and the snow dance, we'll do the yeah. The cold weather well, dance. that's what I was reading. This I was reading this morning. Chance of rain and snow before noon. Then chance of rain between noon and three. Then chance of snow after three. It's like it can't make up its mind. Yep. And then Saturday night, it's going to be below zero. And you're like, okay, this is going to be just a <laughs> welcome to Alaska. Uh, if you don't like the yeah, weather, welcome to winter. Yeah. If you don't like the winter, the weather, just wait 15 minutes. It'll change. That's uh, that's for sure. Um, so I was going to talk with you. We thought we'd start out here in segment one with uh, talking about the snow plowing and, and kind of what the, the, the whole uh, uh, pace of that is. And then if we have time after the next segment, if we haven't finished that up, we could finish it up. And then maybe we could talk a little bit about opening up the solid waste facility for, you know, the for the homeless housing. And if there's any other solutions or anything else you want to uh, touch on with that, we can do that as well. Right. We'll go straight. Okay. We'll go straight to the top of the hour. OK, so uh, all right. I'm going to put you back in the green room for just a minute. Don't go anywhere. We're going to get things ready to go. Uh, Mayor is uh, with us here in just a second. Um, someone criticizes the corded earbuds in, oh, uh, it's an incredible photo behind the mayor. That is, that is a cool photo behind the mayor. I do like that for show, for show. I like that. Um, uh, this is a basic Western Washington winner, said Jeannie. I mean, that's. Yeah. I mean, again, I've seen weather that is worse. I've seen weather that's better. I don't get all bent out of shape about it. I just kind of let it ride, especially post-COVID with the remote learning and teleworking and everything else. That's the, again, that's the silver lining out of that whole deal. Um, all right. We are 20 seconds away right now from rejoining the radio. Mayor Dave Bronson is our guest, and we're going to talk with him again about the uh, snow removal situation and uh, some of the challenges with that and what the, you know, the real deals. And then we'll also talk about the uh, homelessness issue in the next segment. Uh, it is the Michael Duke Show. Common sense, liberty-based, free-thinking radio. Like, share, follow. Here we go. The Michael Duke Show. Not your daddy. Wait, sorry. Not your daddy? Ooh, not your daddy's talk radio. Huh. Whew. I was scared for a second. Thought we were going down. Here's Michael Dukes and the show. That's right. Not your daddy's talk radio. Although my daddy is in the chat room today. That's kind of... Hi, Dad. How you doing? Uh, joining us right now, Mayor Dave Bronson, uh, our guest. 
bringing him on board right now to talk a little bit about what's going on in the uh, in the Anchorage area, specifically with all this wicked wild weather. And there, I mean, this has been it has been some wild weather. I mean, we're talking about we're just over half an inch from the all-time November snow record, and it's the 16th of November. So I think it's pretty much going to be a record breaker, folks. Um, and, of course, we, you know, the, the big point of conversation amongst all the people is what's going on with the snow removal and everything else. So Mayor Dave Bronson joins us this morning to discuss. Good morning, Mayor. Uh, good morning, Mike. Thanks for having me on again. Well, I appreciate that. So, um, you know, lots of <clears throat> snow, rutting, rain, uh, cobblestone feel, all this stuff's going on. People get up in arms, but you guys are working 24-7 since the first snowflake hit. You guys have been starting to push stuff around out there. Give us an update on what's happening with the snow plowing in Anchorage, and then we'll break it down to some details on some of the other stuff. Well, yeah, you kind of covered it. You read some great data there. Uh, this is pretty much an epic snowfall. We, uh, uh, we've set daily, we've set weekly, we've set, uh, we're about to set uh, monthly records, like you said. Uh, uh, the record is 38.8 inches for the month of November. We're only halfway through and we're at, we're right at 38 inches. So, um, you know, another, another perspective here that we look at, because it involves money directly, is in a normal year, we would haul 6,000 truckloads of snow to our snow dumps fr from the streets. We've already hauled almost 3,000. So in, in the last seven days, we've done nearly half a season's, uh, complete season's worth of snow hauling. So at the end of the day, the real, the real villain here is, is, is a big snowstorm or a series of snowstorms. And um, we were, uh, uh, as you had kind of alluded to earlier, uh, we got through our snow plan. We learned our lessons. Uh, uh, last year, and we stood up this snow plan, snow removal plan, and uh, we executed uh, on time. I know that that may sound strange to folks, but as of uh, so, the sequence is real needs to be explained here. We we do our main roads in the city, and then when we're done with them, we go into our neighborhood, and our, our neighborhoods. Um, so by Friday at noon of last week, we were through our main roads and we were into the neighborhoods. And then is what we noticed, a lot of feedback from, uh, from my, I would assume, many of your listeners. Uh, we certainly got the feedback was the main thoroughfares. A lot of the main thoroughfares owned by the state were not being plowed at all. And they, right. were, they were real bad. And, and our folks were traveling around, our snow removal supervisors were traveling around telling us the same things. So is what I did is, is I went to the state and I asked for permission for us to use our graders to plow their roads. And they gave us that permission, which they have to do. And, um, and we're gonna get reimbursed for that work. So we stepped in uh, and, and we plowed their streets. So when you think of it, like the major hillside roads, uh, Raspberry, Jewel Lake, <coughs> Uh, Diamond, Northern Lights, those kinds of streets. And so we went in and, and, and we took care of them. We built a schedule. We coordinated at length uh, down at the supervisor level with the state. And that went pretty well. And then we got back into the neighborhoods. And then we got another set of, then we got more snow. Right. And, um, and uh, so, and every time we get above four inches of snow, we have to start over because at the end of the day, our job is to plow our streets um, uh, our thoroughfares and then our residentials, but we have to keep the roads open for ambulances. Right. And, and for, so it's a public well, safety issue. Right. You really don't have much choice. And if, if I had to do it over, I would 
I would certainly do it the exact exact same way. Well, and let's talk about the plan for a second, because I think the plan, when I first saw it at last year after, I mean, it was a bit of a debacle last year, and, I, and I, then you, you came out with a plan, and I'm like, well, that makes sense. So you start mm-hmm. off with main roads, main thoroughfares, then you move on to feeder roads and the roads that feed the thoroughfares, then you move into the residential areas that go into the feeders that go into the thoroughfares, like one, two, three, right? Right. Uh, my understanding was when that first, when the snow first started to fall, that the plows had already gone through all the thoroughfares, made it into the feeder roads, but there was so much, so much snow coming down that they had to stop and go back to the main thoroughfares again to start scraping those out again because so much snow had fallen that they had already filled them back up to that four or five inch capacity. And so it, you're fighting mother nature at that point. You didn't get into the residential right. areas, not because you didn't want to, but because you've got to keep number one open before you get to number two and finally to number three. Yeah. And you, and you want it that way. So for the same reason we went in and plowed the state roads is the same reason we have this sequence that we do our main roads. It's we've got to get the ambulances, the fire trucks, the police cars, as close to the residents as we can into the na- and and you do that by doing the major roads. I had a long conversation. You know, we I'm I'm going through you know our phone lists and calling folks back that are complaining. And once you explain it to them, um, they they completely understand. The, the trouble is maybe we're not getting the word out that that this is how we have to plow snow. This is how we want to plow snow. So um, uh, again, uh, this one uh, lady made the ar- uh, made the debate or the argument that well, why don't you just do the residentials first so we can get out of our garage? And well, if I did that, then I wouldn't do the uh, the uh, the thoroughfares. Right. And so you'd get out of your neighborhood, you and then go? boom, you you you'd be on Lake Otis or something, and uh, you wouldn't be able to move. And by the way, the amb- ambulances couldn't get to you. Right. So you know, again, <clears throat> again, the hospital district thirty six in Lake Otis; those are big ones. But then the, the state does tutor. Right. So um, so if they come out the back way from from the ambulance from, say, um, uh, Prob, uh, or if they come on to DeBar from um, regional, you know, those things have to stay open. Right. Uh, that's critical. So, well, it, it is what it is. This is this is snow plowing uh, in a big city uh, in the wintertime and uh, governments. Uh, that's their job. And our job is to take the blame. And uh, I'm doing that. This rests on me because I'll tell you. Our snowplow crews, I spend a lot of time with them over at the barn where they, you know, twice a day they do, you know, they do a 12 on 12 off. And when the shift changes there, there's a lot of people coming and going. going and these are the some of the finest employees, fellow employees I've ever worked with in, right. in my life. That includes the Air Force. That includes the airlines, which were really great people. Uh, I'll put these up against any. And, uh, and uh, we're working, we're looking now kind of concerned about burnout. Right. Um, well, and that's the they, thing. They've been going a week, uh, 12 hours on, 12 hours off. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. It's not like you're not putting every available. Re- you are hot swapping graders, meaning the, you know, graver, grader driver A, the day driver comes in, parks the grader. They start fueling it, cleaning it. He gets out. The night shift guy gets in. As soon as it's fueled and ready to go, he goes back out on the street. It's not like you're sitting around sipping coffee waiting for the, you know, it's it's crazy. And the biggest thing is, and I've had this conversation with some people, and, and I know you said to me that you've had this conversation, people who've lived in Anchorage for years and don't understand that many of the major thoroughfares through Anchorage are not municipal roads. Of course, the Seward Highway, Diamond, Jewel Lake, Tudor. Uh, uh, in uh, Northern Lights, I mean, all these major thoroughfares. And I'll be honest with you, I drove into town, uh, uh, I guess, Thursday or Friday of last week, 
And it was like taking your life into your own hands on some of these roads because the 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 ruts and the chuck holes, it was dragging your car left and right six to eight inches. I mean, you felt like you were going to slam into the guy next to you if you both hit a pothole right at the exact same time. Right. It was scary. So when you said, we're going to take these and we're going to scrape them, I thought, well, that's a that's a great move. Uh, and the state said something about they didn't even have the proper equipment. They're running speed plows, which can't hit that stuff instead of graders. Tell me a little bit about that. Well, speed plows, they'll have a big V plow in the front. And oftentimes they, they, it's a combination. Usually it'll be a sanding truck with a, a belly blade on it. And then a speed plow called a big V plow on the front. It, it articulates. So it's not quite that simple. And then they sand off the back. If you go to lower 48, um, especially in the Midwest, well, actually anywhere, They'll have these speed plows because they'll go down these highways at 45, 50, 60 miles an hour plowing snow. When you get up to, you know, 10, 15, 20 inches plus of very wet snow, you can't do that. You have to use a grader. And that's why we uh, here in Anchorage, we focus on on graders and uh, it's slower, but you can't do a speed plow in a neighborhood. So but a, a grader, a smaller grader uh, can do a neighborhood and do a thoroughfare. Uh, and if it has to, it can it can even do a highway. So uh, we think we're we're more appropriately uh, configured for plowing um, the major roads in Anchorage, and we've got thirty. <coughs> excuse me, we've got thirty graders. We broke one here uh, the other day, uh, but it uh, broke it pretty hard. Um, it was, uh, but we'll have that up in less than two weeks. Uh, the parts in in actually in the city. So we'll be at 30, then we've contracted for several more. And so it's what we did differently last year, you know, our, our contracting for the, because we hadn't had a big snowfall since 2011, you know, a big snowfall year, the, the winter of 2011, 2012. And so we had, a, we got a little bit lazy. We had a lot of years with black winters. I remember my wife just hoping we would have snow for Christmas for, for many years. Well, and then last year, and I think, you know, the Weather Service is saying we're in this transition from La Nina to El Nino. I don't know if that's the cause or not, but we did. Last year, we got a big snow, and it it took us 50 days to get our contracting in order. And, you know, we should have been prepared. So, and that's for our emergency contracts. And our term contractors, that those are the people who live on a contract and were ready to pull the trigger. When we asked them last year to pull trigger, some of them... Uh, we said we would say need 20 trucks and they provide a half a dozen and we go well you promised 20 or 30 or whatever and, and and they couldn't deliver uh it wasn't their fault necessarily it's just they didn't have the drivers you know that cdl issue really came into play right so this year we we brought on a more robust set of term contracts that's the so think of it in three three levels we have our employees and they plow snow and then we have term contracts with private contractors who are all ready to go, we just pull the trigger. And then we have emergency contracts. And uh, that's what, when I declared the emergency last week, that's when we executed on those additional uh, contractors uh, under an emergency. And right. we're getting them online as we need them. So uh, again, we we hit our benchmarks, uh, we, we satisfied our plan, but when you've got to pull off in the middle of this kind of series of snowstorms and, and support, a bunch of roads that normally you weren't planning on that does put a crimp into things. Sure. But and at the end of the day, the real villain is 40 inches of wet snow. Yeah, no, exactly. Wet, heavy snow. 
And the emergency contractors, too, the problem with – and the emergency expires tomorrow, right? It was a one-week emergency. Is that is that correct? We'll, we'll keep we'll – keep uh, that going, it. Yeah. Uh, it just keeps going on a 48 hour clock. Uh, right. It just keeps rolling. Well, over. the problem with the emergency contractors is usually when it, when it gets to that point, you call them, but a lot of times they're also already busy with whatever their regular contracts are. So it makes it difficult right. for them to jump in. And I know that that's part of the problem, um, as well, but I read, well, the... let me make a distinction here. Mike, sure. Michael is this, is that we have an emergency in place. That's one thing. And then we've exercised contracts uh, under that authority the contracts are going to go for about six or seven weeks the emergency i don't it won't go that long we won't need that right right but the, the to sh- now to remove snow that's that's the next phase once we're done with the neighborhoods then we're going to come in with snow removal that's right. the cleanup where we take snow off the uh out of the right-of-ways off the, near the sidewalks the berms th- they'll go away and then that starts a very big process that'll go six to eight weeks of snow removal. Right. And that's where we use dump trucks, side loaders and front end loaders. Right. You hope you hope at this point that, uh, you know, we don't get another 20 inches of heavy, wet snowfall because then it just starts the cycle all over again. I read this morning that your guys's forecast is that you will be about 80 percent done with the residential neighborhoods uh, this morning. Is that is that still on track? Uh, we pushed that back. I think Paul's, uh, uh, Van Lanningham has pushed that back. When it got warm yesterday, moving wet snow is, is a real challenge. You would think that the frozen stuff would be, would be more difficult. That's actually the opposite, the wet snow. So we've had to push it back, uh, uh, the completion until tomorrow. And, uh, you know, with the goal of getting the schools open, it's, it's just a real challenge. You're fighting mother nature and, uh, so, again, I would think that frozen snow would be tougher, but it's not. It's when it gets real wet. It just doesn't move well. It doesn't haul well. And that every, every little thing adds friction to the process. The other thing that's very challenging is that we're under an emergency. So we have the right to just go in and tow cars that are in the right-of-way. Because you're not allowed to park on, on a right-of-way. We, we don't want to be – I don't want to be that guy where we go in and we're just going to tow your car and you'll have to call and find out where it is. We just want everybody to get their car in their driveways or uh, certainly out of the street. The other issue is we had an, an assemblywoman call and says, hey, I've got a road here over in East Anchorage. It's really bad, it's really plugged. So we sent someone over there to look in a, you know, in a pickup truck, a supervisor, and they went and looked at it. And the first thing they saw was this, was that it was very apparent that folks were plowing snow into the right-of-way and they were snow blowing snow into the right away. You can see that that's pretty evident. And, and that creates problems. In fact, neighbors were kind of calling out other neighbors. Why are you doing that? And that, that really makes things bad. Uh, so right. those two things, parking in the right away and moving snow uh, into the right away. You got to remember one thing. It's this, if a snowflake, this is the way it was explained to me. If a snowflake falls in your property, it has to stay on your property for the rest of the winter. You've got, you've got to figure that out. And uh, so, uh, again, it's a fine for plowing snow into the right-of-way. Right. And I don't want to be that guy either. We're, we're just trying to get everybody on the same page, work together, uh, be good neighbors, be good Alaskans. We do this very well when we need to. And uh, if your neighbor uh, has got a, a bad driveway and you got a snow plow and they don't, or a snow blower, uh, go out and do their driveway for them. Right. Help them out. You know, come together. This That's yeah. what we should be doing is coming together. Again, <clears throat> just this 
circle this this circling the wagons and shooting inward at each other and the blame game is uh, is a tough situation. Mayor Dave Bronson right. is our guest. We've been talking about the snow situation and removal in Anchorage. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll get final thoughts on that, and then we will start to talk about the new homeless facility that's been created from the old Solid Waste Services building. And does that solve the major problems? Well, how is that problem being solved? Again, we've got a lot of people living outside, a lot of deaths this year. Uh, Are there some other solutions in the wings? What are the mayor's thoughts on that? We'll continue the Michael Duke Show. Common sense, liberty-based, free-thinking radio. We return with more right after this. Running on 100% pure beard power. Oh, also some coffee. We dip our beard in coffee. Ha, <laughs> nice beard. The Michael Duke Show. Okay, we're in the break right now. Mayor <clears throat> Mayor Dave Bronson is our guest. Uh, if you've got any questions for the mayor, uh, now would be the time to... Uh, uh, to get involved in it. You know, we're seeing a lot of that right now, Mayor, out here, even in the Matsu, where there's been a lot of discussion I've seen on some of the Facebook groups and stuff about um, about people who are sh- and pictures of people who are basically looks like they back into their driveway with their snowplow and they shovel all their snow all the way across the street, across the right of way into the berm and everything. And people are like, whoa, 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 wait a second. You can't, you, you know, it, it, you know, I understand the frustration, but you're right. At some point that stuff's got to stay on your property and you shouldn't be creating problems for the plows that are trying to clear the streets on top of that. Right. Yeah. That, that does create a problem. And, uh, we're trying real hard not to get to enforcement on that. Um, I, I believe, I believe it's a thousand dollar fine for plowing snow in into the street. Um, we we don't need police officers out doing that, or or right away uh, or code enforcement people doing that. We need to focus on moving snow. So if someone, if folks just give us a couple more days uh, in the neighborhoods, we'll we'll get this done. And uh, it, it's it's an epic snowfall. <laughs> Snowfall, you've read the numbers. Uh, I don't know how to repeat that uh, without repeating that. It's uh, it's just a lot of snow. It was it came in a sequence, which caused us to keep going back three times to reset our plan and start over. And in the last the last customer is the uh, is the residential, so they're they're extra frustrated. Kids can't go to school, but but things uh, school is open. Uh, you read the list. It's not completely open. That's the school district's uh, decision. Uh, I I work well with Jim and his crew over there. Uh, we talk a lot, and I I support uh, I support them in in everything they're doing over there. Right, and you guys have been you you mentioned in one of the articles. I mean, you've been in contact. You're on, in contact with them throughout each day, right? It's not like you're right. checking in once every few days. You're like every day you're checking different areas, and you're you're staying in contact. And you seemed a little surprised when they kept the schools closed yesterday and said, we're not going to open them until the roads are plowed. And you were like that. We've been, you know, we've been in contact with you. You guys know what's going on. You seemed a little surprised. Well, uh, yeah. Uh, Jim and I had been talking and <clears throat> again, I talked with Ryan 
Anderson Commissioner DOT, real regular. Uh, this is a partnership. And uh, and then I've been talking to leadership at JBear continuously uh, for uh, nearly a week on this and asking, you know, so it's the big entities are JBear, the school district, the municipality uh, in the state. And I've been talking to all of them. And uh, so there's no animosity. I, I would have thought yesterday that more schools, some schools could have been open. Um, and, and then, but that's that's a, an agreement amongst gentlemen, I guess, and uh, or a disagreement, I should say. So we're we're fine. Um, and I'll probably talk to I know my staff talks to uh, Jim and his staff quite often. So, right, uh, right. There's not a problem here. I can yep. guarantee you that. Well, we should be done here then in a couple days, barring, of course, another 38 inches of snow, wet, heavy yeah. snow. That's what we don't need. Uh, but it has been, I mean, again, a weird weather event. No snow at all until after Halloween, and then the, the wrath of God drops down on everybody. So let's hope uh, let's hope it doesn't let's hope we don't get a repeat of last winter. You know, another uh, another three feet on top of the three feet that we've got um, already. Well, we're just remember, we're just at the beginning of winter. This is this is going to keep coming. Uh, hopefully not in these sequences is what I'd like to do is kind of get back to the old normal where, you know, we would get six or eight, maybe even 10 inches of dry snow and we plow it. Boom, we're in. Uh, we're, we're through the program. Uh, and then, um, we, we wait for the next one, you know, a week or two or three later, this, this every two day business, or sometimes every day we're getting lots of wet snow and we have to keep restarting that, that, that gets hold real quick. Right. And again, just a reminder to folks who are out there listening to this, uh, uh on the podcast or whatever later on, there are a bunch of roads that are state maintained roads. And so while the mayor has to, I mean, he has to, you have to work around that. Uh, in this instance, you actually took the bull by the horns and went ahead and did it just for the safety of the people, which I, <clears throat> I I drove down the same streets yesterday that I drove down on Friday, and it was like a world of difference. On Friday, it was like right. driving on the surface of the moon. Yesterday, it was pretty pretty darn smooth. Um, but <clears throat> these are things that have to peep, you have to understand it. You have to understand the plan. Um, and I think that's a lot of people just haven't educated themselves on that. So we'll talk about the plan real quick again at the beginning or at the beginning of the next okay. segment. And you could tell people where they can go to view all this and see how it's going right. and, and what they need to do on that. So, Mayor. Yeah, Dave, you lead the way and I'll, I'll, I'll give I'll give some more information on that. You bet. Mayor Dave Bronson is our guest. The ding means we're getting ready to jump back into it. Uh, folks, please like and share the show wherever you are, wherever you're watching, wherever you're listening from. Like and share, like and follow uh, the show page if you want to get notifications each and every morning when we go live on Facebook or YouTube or Twitch or wherever you're watching us from. Uh, let's get back into it. The Michael Duke Show, common sense, liberty-based, free-thinking radio. <clears throat> Mayor Dave Bronson's our guest. We're going in right now. Public anima number one. Oh, wait, sorry. Uh, enemy, public enemy number one, which uh, makes more sense. On the other hand, he's a little bit of a pain in the uh, Michael Duke show. Proudly, proudly a pain in the Michael Duke show. That's what's going on. Welcome back to the program. Mayor Dave Bronson is our guest. We've been talking about snow removal and what's going on, uh, getting kind of a bit of an of a explanation. Again, Mayor, there is a plan. If people looked at the plan and they understood the plan, 
there probably would be a lot less um there'd probably be a lot less angst and and anxiety and and belly aching about it because they could understand it and you guys have got a live portal that actually updates people as you're going through where do folks find the plan find out about it where do they go to get the information other than just calling your office and waiting for you to call them back what uh, what's the best place to go to get all the information on the plan well, it's really simple. I've got it open here. It's muni.org. Uh, Just go to muni.org and the big red button on the top of the page will we'll get you there. And uh, uh, that'll explain, that'll start you on the on the path to capturing a lot of different kinds of information. Uh, we also have a map there, kind of an interactive map. It tells you who owns, <coughs> excuse me, it, it tells you who owns, what roads, and then it also uh, as we update at 8.30 in the morning and 8.30 every evening, uh, what subdivisions or what roads have been plowed so it goes from a gray to a, to a green and it completes. So, um, and that's uh, that's kind of a cool system. I was out with the, uh, the drivers the other night, night before last, and they showed me how they do it. We give them an iPad, they have a GPS generated map, and when, they're, when they do a street, they, they, they just trace their finger along the street it turns into a, a different color, and then they send that in at the end of their shift, and then which winds up at about eight thirty morning and evenings, and then uh, it updates. Uh, right. And uh, pr- pretty pretty good system. We did hear yesterday uh, from people that the map is not updating. It says, or it's actually doing the worst. It's saying uh, our street, our subdivision was uh, done. And it wasn't. So we're trying to figure that one out. I don't. I don't know what kind of technological glitch that is, but we'll get that fixed. Uh, but at the end of the day, folks just need to remember: time is going to. Uh, uh, time is going to fix this. And and I know people are impatient. My wife, a couple days ago, spent her car. She she we got the driveway shoveled, and she went and got stuck in the cul-de-sac and couldn't get out. I was downtown working. I couldn't come home, so her car sat there until some neighbor kids kind of came along and helped her out. So I'm, I'm very empathetic with this. Uh, but at the end of the day, nearly 40 inches of wet snow is, is just going to be a problem. It's right. called living it's in ca- the north. It's called living in Alaska, a city in winter that gets the big storms. That's what it's all about. Yeah. All right, Mayor. Well, we got about six and a half, seven minutes here. I do want to touch a bit on the homelessness right. issue, which has obviously become a, a large uh, issue here in the uh, in the South Central area and down there in Anchorage. Uh, you have put forward several plans that have been kind of shot down by the assembly and others. Most recently, though, uh, you took uh, I think you guys did some good stuff here, taking advantage of an old municipal solid waste services building that had just been vacated for the new facility. And right. and you guys started making it into a homeless shelter, uh, which seems to be doing a good job. Is that helping? Do you have enough beds now to handle all the homeless? Are there is there still a waiting list? Give me an update on what's happening with that. Well, at the end of the day, no, we don't have enough shelter beds. Um, uh, we're going to be a, about 400 short is the last number I got two days ago. Uh, we are looking at a warming shelter on, uh, on uh, Ingra, uh, or excuse me, on Gamble. Um, unfortunately, back in Fairview, uh, you know, we, we closed the Sullivan to homeless as a homeless shelter. And uh, n- now... Um, we're forced to do that. Um, the assembly asked us to look at that. We are, um, uh, this is probably in my job. The, it's not snow removal, believe it or not. It's, it's this homeless thing because 
when politicians make mistakes, um, bad judgment, uh, it has very serious consequences. Maybe a day, maybe a year, maybe 10 years uh, down the line. But this is why I came into office, a plan to put, to build a large shelter where we could flex up in the winter and flex down in the summer. And instead, we've gone exclusively, it looks like to me, um, except for the treatment beds that, say, some of our partners are doing very well, well with Salvation Army and, and, uh, and, uh, and especially Providence. Uh, you got to have a shelter. If you don't have a shelter, you don't have a you don't have a homeless response system whatsoever. And we've spent 161 million dollars in the last three years on homelessness in Anchorage. 161 million dollars, and we don't even have a permanent shelter to show for it. So that's that's disappointing. Uh, we had a plan. Uh, we we try to keep coming back to that uh, because it is the best path forward. Is it perfect? No. When you're dealing with homeless people there is no perfect solution it will never exist but um but we work with the assembly on those things that um, we think they're right on uh, some of the some of their stuff is real good we like it uh, but the hotel conversion the reason the numbers we believe keep going up where all these people come from because we were told to plan for winter sheltering for about 450. we said that sounds a little low we came in and we created a a structure of 500 or uh, 524, I think the number is. Uh, and all of a sudden there was this big influx. So we created at no cost, we created a hotline that folks could call in because most of the homeless folks are given a phone. And we said, here, if you need shelter, uh, call in. And we call in, we're over 1,100 people. And um, we're real frustrated with this because one for the data on the data side being so so terribly off we pay 1.8 million dollars a year for this data we don't we don't aggregate it we just we pay for it and it was that, that far off so when we set up a free hotline and we got better data um, um you know we, we we were kind of challenged by that so anyways um uh um we, as we move forward, we're trying to get to solutions that actually work. We have to have a shelter. The uh, Sodway Service Building was a very uh, opportune uh, thing came up. It happened to be closing because we, we stood up the, uh, the new building, uh, Sodway Service Building. So we've got about 150. I think we just made the decision, the assembly did yesterday, uh, to go to 200. And I think there's chat of going to possibly 250. That's a lot of people for that, for that footprint. But at the end of the day, if you don't have a large shelter, uh, uh, if you don't have a large shelter to, to handle a thousand people, you're in trouble. And that's why right. we came in day one with right. a plan for thousand person shelter. Well, and you start looking at it. I mean, what, I think the number for the uh, un, for the homeless people in Anchorage or something like the overall number is just over three thousand people or something like that. Am I right on that? Is that roughly? Yeah, it's yeah, like thirty five, thirty seven hundred people are the total number of people that we support. And some people. You know, most homeless people aren't a real challenge um, for the city. Right. Um, they they need a couple hundred dollars to help to stay in their apartments for uh, for rent. Right. Um, there's a lot of homeless people that have a job, have a car, have insurance on their car, but it's that rent component they just can't get to. Yeah. And if you help them with that, boy, you save a lot of expenses. Well, yeah. But now we have, yeah, now we have people. Excuse me, we have people living on the street. <clears throat> 
And uh, we're saying, hey, we've got a shelter for you. And he says, no, we, we're going to wait for a hotel room. Uh, and, and, and so, I mean, when you think about it, let's just say you got this crazy uncle that always comes to Thanksgiving. You don't like him. He's getting to be a real pain, but you love the guy. And you say, hey, uh, Anchorage is providing free hotel rooms, flat screen TV, all that stuff. I'm going to send my uncle to Anchorage, my crazy uncle to Anchorage. And we've got folks from the lower 48 who have told us this. Um, and um, we're going to send him to Anchorage because they'll take care of him. They'll, they'll put him for the rest of his life in a hotel room. Uh, that's not a good idea. Right. Um, yeah. So now we're dispatching or scheduling people. Only you can't get to a hotel room unless you come through um, a, a shelter mechanism. Well, you guys so are, you're, you know, it's a tough situation. There's no sound bite. There's no, there's no 148 no. character sound bite that'll fix this issue. It's a big challenge. No. Mayor Dave Bronson, thank you so much for joining us this morning. We appreciate you coming on board and sharing with us. Hold the line for just a second. Uh, we appreciate you. Folks, we're out of time. The Michael Duke Show. 3,500 people at $161 million. That's $50,000 almost per person. I mean, at some point, yeah. couldn't we just put here, here, pay your rent? I mean, just pay some rent and, and say, I mean, it's it's astonishing the amount of money that can go into something like this and still see so little results. It's it's yep. it's got to be frustrating for everybody. Well, involved. we're doing the same thing, Michael. We're doing the same thing. And I'll just call it what it is. Uh, there's a way of looking at this. Uh, there's a very, uh, I would say, woke way of looking at it and then i said and then i would say a very common sense way of looking at it and we're we are going the woke path we are going to do what san francisco's portland la um seattle we're going down the you just keep you you incentivize you incentivize people to not take part in their own um healing because at the end of the day homelessness really isn't the problem always the problem is drug and alcohol psychiatric uh, problems that need to be dealt with. And um, you don't do that on the street and you can't do it locked behind a hotel room. We're, we're paying a lot of damage on these hotels that we're contracting with to take care of these people. They're coming in and they're damaging the rooms because they're not ready to be, to live alone or with a roommate in a hotel room. And I had one month, I think it was $34,000 in damage to hotel rooms I had to pay. So um, the shelter is that first place that has to be populated with, and some people can stay maybe a few hours. Some people have to stay several weeks until you get them to the point uh, you got to get them clean, you got to get them warm, and then you got to get them in front of a caseworker that can sit there and figure out what the heck is going on with this person and how do we help them get better. But a lot of these people, or I should say far too many of these people, they want to live outside. They don't want to live by societal rules. Even as they live on the periphery of society, they live in our parks and in our trails. That's got to change. That has got to change. We need our parks back, our streets back, right. our trails back. And if we keep going the way we're going, uh, um, if we keep going the way we're going right now, we will become Seattle or Portland or, or, or uh, Los Angeles. Right. We're on that path. And I'm trying to stop that. And and um, there's some things I agree with the assembly on and on how to deal with with this, but there's some critical parts that we disagree with. And I can just forecast the way it's what's right. going to happen here. Well, there's a huge again, a huge contingent that are dealing with issues of mental health or substance abuse and things like that. And sometimes they're just not ready 
for the level of help that people want to try and give them. And it's not like you can force them into it, but doing the things that other communities, and you mentioned Los Angeles and Seattle is two of the prime examples of that. And if you've driven in any of these areas in the last five years, you've seen what that has led to. Um, and it is, <clears throat> it's not something that well, I think the, we, we need. here. Yeah. I just had a conversation the other night here, four nights ago, I was talking with a, a deputy municipal, municipal attorney for, a city of Los Angeles. And he says, and he's very, he was a, a brother of someone that I know that was in town. And I was talking to him. And he says, you know, I'm very progressive, but he says, we can't keep doing it this way. He says, we, we need a stronger hand. We've got to be able to just take these people off the street and put them somewhere. And I'll be honest with you, institutionalization, that is a component here. Shelter is a component. Um, uh, but at the end of the day, we need our public spaces back. And the way we're going, the way the assembly is going right now, we're not going to get our public spaces back because the law prohibits it. Right. right. And in, in if, if we can provide the shelter space, uh, you've got a thousand people that need shelter. You provide a thousand and one beds and you can go into all these public spaces and say, you can't be here. And see, right now, we don't get to do that. Right. Because we don't so have the that's, housing. And that's right. why... Uh, because, right. yeah, you don't have the housing. You can't legally take them off the street until you have a bed for them. So we need to start. That's, yeah. that's the law. Yeah. So you, you've got to start working on it. Well, Mayor, you got your work cut out for you, my friend. Um, and uh, I know you're Boy, working I on it. Boy, I do. Yeah, I know you're working <laughs> on it. And I appreciate that. Um, I don't live in Anchorage, but I work in Anchorage. And uh, I can see the difference uh, of what's been happening. And, uh, just, I guess just keep fighting the fight at this point is all I can say is encouragement. So I appreciate, uh, appreciate you coming on. Uh, and share I'm with in us. the fight. Appreciate you coming on and share with us. We'll have to do this again sometime soon. Okay. Yes. Anytime. Michael. All Thanks. Right. Mayor Dave Bronson. Thank you so yep. much. I appreciate it. All right, folks. Uh, that, uh, brings us, uh, back to hour two. We're hoping to hear from uh, Senator Mike Schauer. Um, I'm not. Uh, I'm not overly enthusiastic that that's going to happen. So we'll see. We'll see what goes on here. I suppose I should probably launch the phone system just in case. Uh, in case the uh, the senator doesn't show up, um, which is a possibility. Uh, I've been real clear on that. Uh, we had planned on it, but his life is. Uh, his life can change on a few hours' notice, so <clears throat> if he is uh, in the air somewhere or unavailable, uh, that's uh, that. sometimes that happens. So we're going to get into this here in just a second. Let me get uh, things launched. I am going to refresh right at the top of the hour uh, during the uh, during the theme song, so if you hear that you're, you're going to see the blue screen on the, on the video simulcast for a minute, um, and uh, we'll be doing that. Good conversation with the mayor. Uh, and I think it makes a lot more sense when it gets laid out there and broken down like that. And unfortunately, the news media just doesn't seem to be doing the best job in in laying that out there. They just don't seem to be doing the best job in laying that out for folks to understand about. Thanks the, for calling the call in line of the Michael Duke show uh, powered and sponsored about, uh, you know, about the roads and who owns them and what's going on with them and everything else. It. uh you know, once I think you explain those things, it's a lot easier for people to uh, to understand. Um, all right. Well, <clears throat> we're going to continue on here. We're going to jump into it. Uh, hour two is dead ahead. The phone lines are hot and ready to go. And uh, we'll find we'll find something to talk about. How about that? The Michael Duke Show. Common sense. 
liberty-based, free-thinking radio. Here we go. Hour two right now. Put that thing back in its holster. We haven't gone anywhere. I don't understand. Check out the MichaelDukesShow.com for information on how to get access to the podcast. Welcome to the party, pal. The, the Michael Dukes Show. The greed and the entitlement is astounding to me. What more could you want from a low-budget radio program? This is a dumpster fire. That was just BS. It is time to get a new perspective. We know just what you need, and we've got just the cure. Open wide and prepare for a steaming hot cup of freedom. I just don't fathom it. The Michael Dukes Show, streaming live across the world. Live around the world on the internet at MichaelDukesShow.com and across the state of Alaska on this, uh, your favorite radio station and or FM translator. Good morning and welcome to the program. It is the Thursday edition of the show. Um, and we just finished up with Mayor Dave Bronson talking about the uh, snow removal situation in the city of Anchorage and then finishing up with a bit on the homelessness issue uh, down there as well. And uh, I got to say, it's uh, it's a big job. I'm, I mean, I'm glad he's doing it. I would never I mean, I don't live in Anchorage, but, it you know, I, it's not a job that I would ever want to take on because thankless for sure. Uh, and a lot of opposition, a lot of uh, a lot of struggles. Uh, trying to get them done, but uh, some good information. So if you uh, missed that, you can go back and listen on the podcast or on the replay uh, on Facebook or YouTube and uh, get the details from the mayor there on what's happening with the snow plowing and, and everything else uh, in the city. It's, uh, it's, a, it's, a great, uh, it's a great thing uh, to, uh, to get the details. Uh, I mean, I've been shocked by in talking about because this has been a topic of conversation obviously for the last week or so and um i'm surprised at how many people who have lived in anchorage for many years that just had no idea that uh many of the major roadways that are in anchorage i mean like downtown anchorage many of the major roadways are state roads and they don't understand that and that there's i mean there's there's a legal thing where the the snowplows can't the municipal snowplows can't get on those state roads and plow them without the state's permission. Um, and, of course, as I was talking about last, I mean, after last Friday, oh, man, I swear, I drove around town and and it was just, you were taking your life into your own hands. Uh, it was pretty crazy. And, and the worst roads were the roads, Tudor, Diamond, uh, Jewel Lake, uh, Raspberry. I drove down several of them trying to get to where I needed to go, and it was just brutal, absolutely brutal. So I applaud the mayor for trying to take the bull by the horns here and uh, and helping out with the state roads and doing some of the other things. And the residential areas will be plowed out. I mean, they they're it's going to get there. But uh, remember, we also live on Alaska. Uh, we live in Alaska, and this is kind of what we're. Kind of what we signed up for. Um, <clears throat> somebody just mentioned the uh, 
Apparently, Suzanne Downing's got a new story. Let me look here in Must Read, Alaska, where Chris Tuck plows a path to the mayor's office. He videotaped himself um, and um, posted himself on YouTube and <clears throat> where he uh, he just took a snow plow and and plowed the mayor's road, which, by the way, uh, I don't think is legal. I just I do want to point that out that using your snowplow, your private snowplow on public streets, I've I've advocated it from time to time, but to record yourself doing it and then posting it up as like uh, you know the, that uh, Chris Tuck is doing the job that the mayor should be doing. First of all, it's a cheap theatrical stunt. Second of all, it's illegal. <laughs> So, I mean, there's that, right? There's there's that. You could be like, you're not supposed to do that. I mean, when I was in uh, when I was in Fairbanks on the uh, uh, Assembly Road Service Area Commission, there were plenty of people who were out there plowing their roads uh, out there um, <clears throat> themselves, and the borough would get all bent out of shape about you. Well, you can't do that. There's too much liability. There's too much liability for you to be running a your own private snowplow on borough roads or on road service area roads. You know. Um, so I, I question the legality of that to begin with, but come on, seriously, that's just, it's a cheap shot. Uh, you know, the mayor, even the mayor said his wife got stuck in his own cul-de-sac. So he's suffering just like everybody else, uh, following the plan. That's what, uh, that's what needs to happen for sure. Uh, we then got into a discussion about the homelessness issue, which I, like I said, man, it, that is not an easy thing to solve. Not an easy solution to solve, especially when there are people who are um, emboldened in the system, entrenched in the system, who are, you know, basically taking advantage of it. Um, and that, as he intimated, some of them are not not all of them, not not even the majority of them, but even a few, you know, definitely. You think about that: thirty five hundred homeless people in Anchorage, and they spent a hundred and sixty one million dollars. On the homelessness issue, it's almost $50,000 per person to try and get them off the streets. I mean, that's, it's just, and it's, it, not, it's not stopping. It's just an exorbitant amount of money. Denise in the chat room says, um, talking about homelessness, she says, I have a family member and it doesn't matter how we, who's homeless, I'm assuming, who, it doesn't matter how we have tried to help her. For some, there is no help. She now has two free phones, an apartment. Uh, where she torments the neighbors and the landlord. It's not an easy situation. She says, I'm not an elitist. I'm not agreeing with the mayor. Uh, You not agreeing with the mayor doesn't make me an elitist. It makes me a tired, frustrated family member of a drug addiction of 40 years. Um, I mean, there's a huge component of the homeless population that are dealing with substance abuse of one form or another. Uh, Mental health issues, sometimes a combination of both. Uh, again, there's no soundbite solution to the homelessness issue. Uh, we, we've talked about that many times. I don't really have, um, you know, any suggestions other than looking at areas that have dealt with it and have had some success, including areas of, I keep referencing back to that reason, um, there was a reason piece here a few months ago that uh, that differentiated and 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 compared different cities' responses to the homelessness issue, including Los Angeles versus someplace like, say, Austin, Texas, um, where they've had a lot of success um, with the homelessness in, in Texas and not so much in Los Angeles. 
And it's, uh, you know, they're, they're, we're, we're looking at these things and we're seeing that there's many, many different issues. Part of it is it has to do with the intervention of the federal government. Um, the housing and housing and urban development issues, uh, the HUD issues that are surrounding some of those things. Uh, again, the Reason article d- does a much better job of delineating all the issues that are involved much better than I can. But, you know, we can't if we start emulating cities that have a horrific problem, all we're going to do is emulate them. It's not like they're offering. You know, that's the thing. You look at them and you go, oh, well, we should just do what they did. Well, what are their results? What? What are what are their results? Um, you know, if their results are poor, we're probably going to get poor results if we emulate them. Uh, and if we, you know, if we find places that have had better solutions and have had better outcomes, maybe those are the places that we should. Um, maybe those are the places that we should be emulating at that point. Um, but it is a, <clears throat> it's it's a it's a tough situation. It's a very, very tough uh, situation for sure. Um, bring the lawless, uh, says Donna, or homeless into jail, then give them a chance to stay locked up in secure substance abuse treatment or a ticket back home or to Seattle. I mean, that that may sound harsh, but yeah, it may be uh, one part of the solution. I don't think it could be all of the solution. Um, you know, we've seen an increase in homelessness in Anchorage because there has been an outflow from the villages uh, in some cases where some of the villages didn't want to deal with some of these issues. And so they kind of exported those issues to Anchorage. We've seen the that kind of, you know, uh, outflow from the villages for years. Uh, and it's gone to places like Fairbanks and others. But Anchorage is a much easier place uh, for those people to survive and and. Uh, you know, and and make, uh, uh, you know, make their way in the world, so to speak, outside. Um, it's a again, there, there are no simple solutions to this. You know, um, it, there are no there are no simple solutions to this. I would I mean, I feel bad for these people. I feel bad for folks who are out there being homeless. But I also understand it's not as simple as going in and offering them a job or simple as offering them a place to stay for a short period of time. Or or anything else. There's a lot of there was a lot of steps to getting them to where they're at, and you got to find with each person you got to find out those specific steps and reverse them. And no two people are going to be the same in those situations. Um, it's a very it's a very rough rough situation. Um, so it, you know, and, and as we continue to see those kind of things happening, and if we continue to just cater to here's all the free stuff. Without going on an individual basis and trying to de, I, I guess what is not deprogram, but to work, you know, to figure out the steps that got each individual to where they were, and to be able to reverse those steps individually, until we can do that on a one-on-one basis and get them back <clears throat> and integrated into society, then there's just no way to, you know, um, you know, to get. To get back to that, it's, you know, throwing more money at the situation is not going to fix it because that's what Los Angeles and Seattle and San Francisco and many of these places have been doing. And it is uh, it's that that's it. That's 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 just it right there. Um, all right. Um, Michael, the majority of homeless people were born in Anchorage. Uh, can you hit me with some sources on that, Harold? Just hit me with some sources on that, where that came from. 
because um, I have had interviews with several of these people over the last five, six, eight years, and several of them have talked about the that there has been an influx. Now, I don't know if it's a majority, but an influx of folks from the rural communities coming in have added to that burden. So maybe it is the majority are from Anchorage, but a big chunk of them are also not from Anchorage. So, you know, hit me with your sources and we'll we'll go on from there. Um, all right. Um, sorry, just looking at a comment here before we get into it. All right. We are coming up on the break. I have opened up the phone lines. It looks like, uh, Mike shower must be, uh, uh, Mike shower must be, uh, in the air somewhere doing his thing or, or just unavailable. So we will continue our discussions this morning. We could continue to talk about snow removal, the homeless, whatever you want to do. Um, and, or we can talk about something completely new. You feel free to help us drive the bus this morning. I'm kind of ambivalent. I, I just realized that I'm kind of reaching that wind down part of the year where I don't necessarily want to talk about politics. There are other things that we can discuss. Um, uh, you know, anything else that you want, but not again, we've also reached that point of the year where there's not a lot of stories that, for, I'm looking at this, I'm looking at the, the ADN and they've had the same They've had the same six stories up on the face of their website for the last four days. So there's not a whole lot of stuff going on out there. Any topic that you guys might want to talk about is fine with me. Feel free to bring it in and let's uh, let's uh, let's get going on it. 907-433-3150. 907-433-3150. Uh, phone lines powered by our friends over there at Satellite West. You can find out about them at satellitewest.com. Dot com, um, and uh, they've got a full selection of connectivity products, keeping you in touch no matter where you are in the state of Alaska. All right, we're going to continue. We're going to be back with more here in just a moment. The Michael Luke Show, common sense, liberty-based, free thinking radio. Listened to by more staffers in Juno than any other show. Because their bosses told them to. And after what they just heard, oh man, they're gonna be pissed. You're a bad, bad man. The Michael Duke Show. Okay. <clears throat> hiya, hiya, howdy. How are you? How are you doing? Um. They used to call it blue ticket. So give them a blue ticket. That was back in the day when uh, tickets were color coded, and a one way ticket was blue, and the uh, or pink was it a pink ticket or blue ticket? Blue ticket, I guess. The one way tickets were blue, and the uh, round trip tickets were a different color. So blue ticket meant send them out somewhere else. Let them, you know, do. Let's redo yesterday, said Terry. Fun day where we started talking about food. Oh, man. Man. Time to think about Thanksgiving. And I said yesterday that I was going to get the recipe contest up, and I didn't. Man, yesterday was just brutal. 
So I didn't get it up. I am working on it today. I'm going to be working on it first thing this morning. We're going to get the recipe contest up. I hope you guys are digging through your recipe books and your boxes and grandma's old handwritten little notepad with all the recipes on it so that we can we can get we can get those on. We want we want to we want to talk about that. Um casting dispersions on people without really knowing who you they are is inflammatory and immature. I don't know who is casting aspersions. I mean, I can guess, but I don't know for sure. Um, um, Extreme right wingers. Uh, Being an independent plow guy may be considered a mental disorder, (laughs) said Craig. (laughs) But at least you're not homeless. That's the thing, Craig. (laughs) At least you're not homeless. Um... Results don't matter. Intentions are all that matters. And feels. Feels are important to validate woke creds. I mean, that's the thing. Look, I feel for a lot of these people. I, I, you know, I live, again, I work in Midtown where there's a sizable contingent of homeless people that wander around in the area that uh, that I frequent down there. And I'm, I feel bad for these, especially when the weather's tough and everything else. And I'm, and I, I just don't, you know, I look at it and I go, I, in my mind, I look at each one of these people and I think, how did you get here? How, what were the steps that brought you here? And how do we reverse those steps? And that's when I came to the conclusion, you know, that each individual person had their own, you know, there was something that started that slide, that downfall into homelessness. There was something that started it. And you can't paint with a broad brush and say this one solution will fix all of their problems because each individual person, there's a link in that chain. You know, they built those links in that chain all the way to where they are. You can't just offer one solution to wipe it all out, um, you know, and and you need that one-on-one thing. But first and foremost, you need the capacity to be able to get them off the street and at least in front of somebody who might be able to help them. And that's the problem. When you don't have the housing and you can't take them off the street to do it, that's uh, that's that's a problem for sure. Um, let's talk about food, says Melody. Everybody wants to talk about food this morning. It's almost like MD has a real job. I know. It's kind of crazy, isn't it? That just, that sucks. Having a real job on top of my, all my other fantasy jobs. <laughs> I mean, that's the, you know. People don't, people don't understand. They're like, oh, you just do the show. And then, you, well, no, I, I, I do the show. I work full-time running two radio stations. I have my own business. I do my own voice work. It's part. It's another part of my business. So my business has got two different divisions in it. And so, I mean, everything else. I mean, it, you know, I mean, I'm not kidding. When I say 50 hours a week, that's a pretty <laughs> – that's – 50 hours a week is is – a slow week for me. Let me just put it, let me just put it that way. So yeah, sometimes I don't quite get to the things that I wanted to get to, like putting up the recipe contest. So we're going to, uh, we're going to do that recipe contest. I am going to put that up this morning after the show. I've already got all the graphics. I laid all the graphics out early this morning as I was getting things ready. Uh, and then we'll get all that posted and we'll be ready to go. Okay. Boom, boom. I see we got one call on hold. Uh, so caller, if you're listening right now, we've got 15 seconds before we rejoin the radio. And so we'll talk to you in just a hot, hot second. Don't go anywhere. The Michael Duke Show, common sense, liberty-based, free thinking radio. You guys in the chat room, you can call 
and tell me you want to talk about food or whatever on the thing. You know, come tell me. Just do it. Let's go. Hi there, ho there, hey there. Welcome back to the program. Hour two continues on this beautiful thirst. Oh, it's getting <laughs> temperatures went up like two degrees. It's now 35, almost 36 degrees outside the studios here in the beautiful Matsu Valley. It's supposed to be rain, then rain and snow, then rain, then snow. I've already decided I'm not driving in today. I've already made that executive decision. It's not going to happen. I can work right. I have no reason that I need to be there to spend two. Last night, it was a two-hour drive home because it was raining on top of the ice and snow that was already on the highway. So it was a two-hour trip home last night. It. Uh, I said, I don't need to waste all that time. I could just stay here in my office and work. I, you know, I could work a full day right here. Uh, all right, let's go over to the phones. We got one phone call, and the phone lines are... Open, 907-433-3150. Any topic you want to... Do you want to talk about good books? Oh, I'm listening to a good book right now. I am digging it so hard. Uh, we could talk about that. Movies, food, politics, if you want. Let's go to the phones. See what, see what's on your mind. How about that? Let's, uh, let's, let's get her done. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Good morning, Michael. This is Carlene in Kodiak. Good morning, Carlene. I'm calling about the homeless problem. I have another piece to the puzzle. Um, December, like almost New Year's Eve, almost two years ago, my my best friend and I ate down at the restaurant, and there were two older ladies like us at the next table, and they joined us. And the one lady was homeless in Kodiak for six months, and then the, the Native clinic got her an apartment. She was um, Eskimo from up north. She had gone down to Florida to visit her family, and when she came back to the village, they would not let her in. And so she had a choice to go to southeastern Alaska down near Sitka or Kodiak, so she chose Kodiak. Um, it was with the COVID, they wouldn't let anybody in. Oh. Thanks, Michael. I appreciate that. Thank you, uh, Carlene, for uh, sounding off on that and giving us the uh, rundown there. It does. I mean, those kind of things did happen, and they do happen uh, occasionally. Um, you know, I'm interested. Uh, I know that, that some of the folks out there, some of you folks who are listening, have friends or family members who have become homeless over the years. Some of them have probably come out of that. Uh, I mean, that would be an interesting discussion if you could tell us how did they come out of homelessness? Um, I have I had a friend that was um, homeless for about 10 months. This was probably eight years ago, nine years ago now. Um, and uh, I asked him about it and he said, well, you know, it was a series of bad decisions that he made. Um, <clears throat> he uh he had been drinking, and he did have a little bit of an alcohol issue. 
Um, and he kind of let his whole life, you know, just get away from him um, and ended up living out of his vehicle for almost 10 months, I think 10 months, nine, 10 months. Um, and he said slowly but surely he realized uh, in his, you know, in himself that he couldn't continue to live this way. He didn't want to, he didn't want to live that way. The first few months of living in his car was basically, he, he climbed into the bottle. You know, he, he had a little problem that created the, the overall problem. And then he just wallowed in it for about three, four months. And then he decided he needed to get his poop in a group and get his act together. And he didn't want to live like that. And so slowly but surely, he got a new job and went out there and started working and saved a little money and got some help from his folks. And then the next thing you know, he was back in an apartment. And uh, two years later, he was back, you know, and, and it was a, it was an issue of understanding that his substance abuse issue had created, he'd allowed it to create this problem. And so he, you know, he only had a couple steps. Some of these people probably got more. Some of these people probably got five, six things that happened in combination um, that led them down this path. Um, and some of it, some of the tougher stuff, obviously, is going to be any kind of mental health issue that they may have especially if it's exacerbated and it's things, you know, bipolar or something like that, those, that's going to make it even tougher. Um, but uh, in talking to the few people that I have that have experience with homelessness, you know, some of them are okay. They, they, this is, this is their life and, the, and they're satisfied with that. Um, and I, you can't wrap your brain around it, I guess, because if you could understand it, you'd be that, I guess, is kind of the, the attitude that I would have. But again, I don't think that there's any one size fits all solution to that problem. I really don't. I just don't think that there's a one size fits all solution because each and every one of them, um, each and every one of them is an individual case and each one needs to be uh, talked about. Okay, um, what else we got here? Carlene, uh, everybody's saying hi to Carlene in the, in the chat room today. Um, what uh, what else we got? Are we, we going to have a holiday recipe, Thanksgiving recipe contest? Yes, we are. Uh, I know I said yesterday, I don't remember if I said it on the air or off the air, but we're going to have our, our, uh, our Thanksgiving recipe contest, or not Thanksgiving, holiday recipe contest. And that's going to be kicking off tomorrow. Well, today, later today, but it'll be up tomorrow. It'll be posted on our Facebook page. You'll be able to go to facebook.com slash Michael Duke show. And it should be the first thing that's pinned at the top of the page there. And it, all you have to do is put up any holiday recipe, your favorite holiday recipes. And I don't care if you got it off the back of a hamburger helper box. That would be that would be very sad. <laughs> if your if your favorite holiday recipe came off the back of a hamburger helper box, I mean, good for you, I guess. It's, you know, you 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 know what you like, but that would that would be sad. What I'm looking for is I'm looking for those favorite perennial secret family recipes, the one that grandma used to make. Um, you know, it, it, you know, whatever. That's a I mean, that's the kind of uh, recipes that we're looking to have. And so uh, just, a, just a thing, when you make sure that you put the full recipe on there, 
there's been a couple times that somebody's posted a recipe and it's not the full recipe. And I'm like, well, I can't make it because I don't know how long to cook it. Or, you know, there's something on there where it's like I don't have all the information. So just type it out in a Word document and then copy and paste it into the comment. Okay, that's my suggestion. Um, But, yeah, just post up your favorite recipes and then we'll let the listeners decide what they, uh, you know, which one they think is the best. And you could vote for more than one. If you, you know, that's, that's fine. If you find two or three that you like, go ahead and you can vote for them. Um, but whoever ends up with the most votes in the end is going to win a delicious bag of beard curler coffee and a coffee mug. A uh, show of, 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 I think, a six o'clock club mug. I think that's what I have uh, sitting on the shelf. There's a couple six o'clock club mugs. So feel free to go, feel free to go do that. Uh, it's going to be starting again later today, definitely be up by tomorrow. And we'll be running this through, uh, to the Christmas break. I'll be announcing the winner, uh, probably on the 21st, 20th or 21st of December. I haven't decided yet. I'll probably the 20th of December. We'll say the 20th. I've made an executive decision. I talked to my boss and he said the 20th. So 20th of December, we'll be making the announcement. So that's a good uh, two weeks of collecting recipes. And, uh, you know, it's it's uh, it, whatever you want to throw up there. What are uh, some, some of my favorites? Somebody did a cornbread stuffing one year that uh, we did. We tried and it was really good. Different, totally different than a regular stuffing for for Thanksgiving or for the turkey. Um, And then uh, the oyster stuffing, which seems like all my favorite recipes are around stuffing. I don't know why that's – is that good? Is that a good thing? Uh, And then, of course, last year's winner was Sarah Vance down in Homer who put up her Kentucky – her blue ribbon Kentucky pie. I think she called it – was it called the hooch pie? It was like a chocolate bourbon pecan – deliciousness. Uh, I, of course, every year have posted, uh, what did I do? I did my grandmother's pumpkin pie recipe. Last year, I think I did my dad's uh, honey, uh, excuse me, brown sugar and bourbon glazed ham recipe, uh, which is, we do that every year, at least, uh, at least uh, 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 sometimes twice a year, sometimes three times, quite honestly, because we've done it on Easter too. But that brown sugar bourbon glazed ham is just, oh, so good. Uh, this year, I might dig out my grandmother's uh, bread pudding recipe, which is also delicious, uh, just because that sounds good. My dad's in the chat room. Maybe dad can tell me a, a, a recipe that I should put up for um, uh, for the ho- for the holidays, or maybe Dad could put up a recipe for the holidays. Something that he hasn't. I'm thinking about putting up my Papa Joe's barbecue sauce recipe. Although Dad might hurt me on that one. I, I don't. You know, it's an unusual barbecue. I will tell you this: it's an unusual barbecue. But my mouth right now is literally just thinking about it. My mouth is watering uh, right now. So it is a it's a it's a great way to a great way to do it. And uh, 
So anyway, the holiday recipe contest will be starting tomorrow. So start digging in your boxes. Start digging in your little, you know, you know, I know you guys got your little flip cards. Some of you are some of you are super fancy like that. I've got this old spiral bound notebook, this little spiral bound notebook of cards where I wrote a bunch of recipes before I moved out of the house. I still have those notebooks. I I haven't lived at my parents' house in 35 years. And I've still got these little recipe cards where I copied a bunch of my favorite recipes that my mom would make. And I've added to them over the years. And some of the cards are falling out and everything else. But, I mean, I know some of you are fancier than that. Uh, it's, uh, it is it is what it is. So, um, but that contest is going to start uh, tomorrow. And, uh, and we're going to start lightening up the show over the next couple weeks. Um, as we get into Thanksgiving and then we start getting into Christmas, uh, we're going to start interviewing, uh, folks, just slice of life stuff, uh, because, uh, you know, there's not a lot going on, uh, in the, the world of politics. And I think for the holidays, we should still, you know, I I'm okay with firearms Friday and maybe one day of politics with the Tuesdays or whatever. And then the rest of the week, we just kind of, uh, riff on what's happening and going on out there. I think that that would be. Uh, I think that would be a fun, a fun thing to do. Uh, I asked earlier about, you know, books or whatever. What if somebody just gave me a book recommendation? I'm listening to the Vince Flynn book series of Mitch Rapp. Great books. Oh man, that's like Harlan Coben, the Myron Bolitar series. Great series of books as well. Another, it's another great one. The Jack Reacher books, uh, also fantastic. Uh, so many, so many good book series out there. So many good books, so little time. Right now, that's that's the I will say I don't I don't mind it when I have to drive back and forth to Anchorage sometimes because, I, you know, sometimes I'm listening to radio stations and monitoring stuff and everything else. And then sometimes I'm just I'm in a book for a good hour, uh, uh, one way and another hour on the way back. It's just it's that great. OK, well, um, we're going to get uh, we're going to we're going to move along. We're moving along. We're moving along here. We're going to see more in just a bit. The Michael Luke Show. One final segment dead ahead. The phone lines are open. If you hate all the topics I'm talking about right now, which is I'm kind of going all over the place, um, feel free to call us up and steer the conversation. 907-433-3150. We'll be back with more. The Michael Luke Show. Common Sense. Liberty-based. Free-thinking radio. Broadcasting live through a series of tubes. Allowing all of these entities to provide streaming stuff going on on the the, the internet. Well, it's kind of hard to explain. Sorry. Streaming live every weekday morning on Facebook Live and MichaelDukesShow.com. Okay. Now, first and foremost, I think we need to have an intervention for Denise. I think I think uh, I, I think we need to have an intervention for Denise. Uh, she says because uh, Melody said, "I know my neighbors are disliking me right now. I have my Christmas lights up and on." To which Denise replied, 
lights, and two of my five trees are up. What? Five Christmas trees? <laughs> you, you step back from the shopping cart, Denise. You, you might. You've got five Christmas trees in your house. You might be a little. Oh, she said, what she say? My kids always say it looks like, whoops, this one right. My kids always say it looks like Santa vomited in our house. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> that's a, that's a lot. That's a lot going on there. Um, <laughs> hey, I don't care how old you are, Denise. It's a, an intervention may still be required if you have five Christmas. Now, if you've got a 10,000 square foot house, I could understand maybe five Christmas trees are needed so that you could see a Christmas tree every now and then as you marathon across your house. But if you're living in a 1,500, 2,000 square foot house, you got five Christmas trees. I'm like, where do you sit down? <laughs> uh, where do you sit? I mean, I love me some Christmas. You know, I've, I've I've often said that there are certain, you know, some years you're you know you're totally into it, you're feeling the Christmas spirit, and other years you're like, you know, um, so it's uh, it's you know, it's just one of those one of those things, one of those things. Are you just like, I'm hoping that this year is going to be a good one, a good one. Um, let's see what, uh, Justin just, he's got a big post here. Let me read it. Uh, Michael, this is Justin. I was in sales for 35 years, 30 in Fairbanks, and I had customers that did family recipe books and I bought them five bucks, six bucks, amazing recipes. Maybe you should try to do that with your talk show. All the great recipes that everyone has, make a book out of it and sell it. The profits go to the homeless or something. Just a suggestion. Always listen to your show Always listen to you show recipes. Okay. You know, I, Hey, you know, I'm not, I'm not against that. Um, you know, I, I, I will love it. I've gone back and all those Facebook posts, every time I've done the contest, the Facebook posts are there and I copy all the posts. I write them all down. I, if there's a, if there's a complete recipe on there, I write it all down. Um, it's, uh, you know, you know, I, I would, I would love that. Um, we actually did that a couple times with some friends where we did, uh, we did, uh, uh, what was it Sam and Cindy did? I'm trying to think. I think it was called North Pole Family Friends. It was like North Pole Family Friends and Recipes. And one of our friends got together with us and, and several other, and they put together a cookbook. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's always great to see some of the things that everybody else loves. Uh, we should call it the Common Sense Cookbook. Right? Uh, or Dukes's magical magical manual of feasting or something. I don't know. I have to come up with a good I'd have to come up with a good name. Some kind of good name where we go out and collect all those uh, uh, you know, grandma phase delights. I don't know. Uh, my grandma had a lot of great recipes uh, that we to this day still treasure and eat. Uh, my dad's Christmas crepes. Oh, there's one we haven't. Have I, did I do that one? Did I, did I put that? I may have posted that one already. My dad's Christmas crepes. The ones he does every Christmas morning, he does a bunch of crepes, uh, that are strawberry, ricotta cheese, strawberry, blintz style crepes that are so good. So, so good. So delicious. 
Um, so there you go. Um, Melissa, MD eats. Well, they know that. Look at me. Of course I eat. Uh, Melissa said, I can't imagine, couldn't imagine the amount of storage that five trees and decor would take. I know, right? We've got one tree, and it's like four enormous boxes of ornaments and garland, plus another four for all the decor around the house. How many boxes must you put in storage every year to be able to do it? Dukes' delicious, decadent desires. Oh, that just sounds dirty. Okay, I don't think I could do that one. But, you know. Um, your wife makes great pie. She does not grape pie. I'm assuming that's great pie because she does make great. My wife makes some amazing pies. Uh, Democratic food for all. Now we're eating Democrats. David, come on, man. You know, you could get blocked on Facebook for suggesting cannibalism. I mean, that's just wrong. All right. Um, Oh, Lordy, Lordy. Let's get to it. Here we go. The Michael Duke Show. Common Sense, Liberty-based, free-thinking radio. Like, share, follow. Do all the stuff and things. Let's get back to it. Here we go. Okay. Welcome back to the program. <laughs> Melody, Melody in the chat room just said, this show has gone south. I mean, we totally diverged in the commercial break talking about things. I mean, it got, we're full of nonsense right now. But as a very wise man said once, a little bit of nonsense now and then is relished by the wisest man. If you can name that movie, um, that's what we should do. Movie quote trivia. See if you guys can remember remember all that. If anybody in the chat room can quote the, can tell me the movie I just quoted from, that'll be great. You guys will win brownie points. I mean, not real prizes, but brownie points for sure. Um, all right, folks. Uh, one final segment of the show this morning. What do you want to discuss? I love it, blaming all the socioeconomic immigrants and minorities. When have we ever... Okay, I, I'm going to sidestep for a second. Harold said recipes, which is what we've been talking about. There, that is so much better. Better than blaming all the socioeconomic problems on immigrants and minorities. When did I ever... When did I ever blame all the socioeconomic problems on immigrants and minorities? I love these blanket statements. I just love these blanket statements. Um, and Jeannie gets the uh, uh, Jeannie gets the uh, uh, the comment. It was Willy Wonka. It was Gene Wilder in Willy Wonka, the only Willy Wonka movie. I will tell you right now. I mean, it's I like Johnny Depp as an actor, 
That was just too weird. Willy Wonka. You know why? You know why Gene Wilder was so good as Willy Wonka? Because, you know, as he watched those kids go through those trials, he had that look in his eye that made you think that maybe, just maybe, he would let them be pulled apart as taffy or die. I mean, he just had that look in his eye like, <laughs> I mean, he was he was super spooky at the beginning. Especially, I remember watching that when I was a kid and be like, oh, this guy's kind of scary. You know, and later on you realize, you realize how, just what a brilliant, brilliant actor. I mean, probably Gene, Gene, Gene Wilder was such a great actor. So many different movies. Silver, Silver Streak was one of my other favorite movies. Him and Richard Pryor, that's a hysterical movie. But um, he will probably always be, well, maybe between that one and Young Frankenstein. Um, although probably, probably Willy Wonka, because it just has such a broader audience. But I mean, he will forever be associated with that role. Uh, and he was just so perfect, you know, so, so perfect, uh, on that. Um, that was, you know, back when I was a kid, I'm just going to tell a story here because why not? I, nobody's calling in. I don't really, what other stories are there? Let's see. Wait, before we go any further, uh, where are the snow plows? Anchorage school campuses are going to be open today. Um, icy roads ca- causing vehicle damage. Nancy Dahlstrom runs for thing. I mean, again, all these stories, all the stories on all the news sites are pretty much that Chris, Chris Tuck plows a path to the mayor's house. Okay. That was great. Um, Anchorage school. Th- there's no other stories. All right. So I'm going to tell one. So I'm going to tell one. Uh, growing up, uh, my dad was a manufacturer's rep. Um, meaning he was a, you know, wholesale, he was a, he sold goods and services, or he sold goods to retailers who would then sell them to you, right? He worked for manufacturers and repped them. And for a while there, he did electronics. And I remember back in the day when video machines first came out, video tape recorders, I am now dating myself hard, but I remember when the first video tape recorder came out and it was a Betamax. Does everybody remember Betamax? Okay. Um, Betamax was the first tape deck and that's what we got. We got a Betamax and then VHS came out, you know, later, but we had all these movies. Um, dad had a friend that lived down in Anchorage that had cable and he would record movies for dad uh, a lot of times. And we got, I mean, we had Silver Streak, Willy Wonka, we were talking about that, Alien, um, trying to think of some other movies. I mean, there were just some movies, uh, the, uh, what was the, what's the name of the movie that is the ridiculous Pirates of Penzance, 1980s version of the Pirates of Penzance musical that had, um, had the guy from the Blue Lagoon in it. And, uh, anyway, there was just all these movies that we watched over and over and over again. I, I have to laugh because I think I think my folks still have all those Betamax tapes. Um, and, of course, the VHS went on. But, you know, there are just some movies that you watched as a kid and just love. And Willy Wonka was one of them. We probably wore that. We probably wore that tape out uh, watching uh, Willy Wonka uh, and the Chocolate Factory. Uh, one of one of my favorites, some of the Disney movies that we had. Um, uh, and then some of the other, you know, we never we didn't get. I don't think we had Star Wars or anything till much later, um, much much later, uh, to to see those things. 
But yeah, it, just to think about today, where we are today, where the, with a flick of a button, um, even just on my phone, with a flick of a button or a finger, I could pull up almost any movie I want and uh, either pay for it or watch it for free because I'm subscribed or something like that. Um, it's it's just a, my kids just don't even understand. My oldest kids remember VHS tapes, and then they remember Blu-rays or DVDs, and now they're like, I I don't think the youngest ones even understand. <laughs> the youngest one, the youngest one's eighteen. I don't think he ever. I don't think he's ever watched a videotape. He's watched DVDs or, or Blu-rays, but I don't think he's ever necessarily even watched or run a video machine. How fast things have changed in just a, a dozen short years, huh? That's that's just. That's just great. Um, yeah, uh, let's see who. Let's see, best old time movies. Once upon a time in the West, great movie. Um, I uh, I loved Winchester '76 with Jimmy Stewart. That's always uh, one of my favorites. Young Frankenstein, definitely. Um, I uh, Blazing Saddles. Yeah, that's another great Gene Wilder movie. Um. Uh, let's see. Catch 22. Oh, of course, Cary Grant to catch a thief. I just, this last weekend, I have, I have every Cary Grant movie I think ever produced. I think I, I have them all now. I've been collecting them for years, uh, digitally and on DVD and everything else. And, uh, this last week we watched, uh, Mr. Blandings builds his dream house, uh, which was just phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. Then we started to watch Houseboat with Sophia Loren, and and that was I didn't get through it, but it's been a while, it's been probably fifteen years since I watched that one, so I'll be finishing that one this week. But uh, yeah, some great movies, um, Spaceballs. You know, I've watched Spaceballs once, and I never got into it. I mean, I, I'm I love I love that kind of comedy. I don't know why. Maybe it was just too close to home for my nerd my nerddom my nerdness. It was too close to home. Uh, the uh, to to Star Wars for me to really get into it, but uh, yeah, some some great great stuff. Uh all right. Uh, what else? Christmas movies? We're gonna have to talk about top Christmas movies. You know that. You know that's coming. Uh, Christmas movies, uh, definitely. Uh, oh, the Dirty Dozen. Somebody just said Papillon. Uh, but the, the Dirty Dozen, that was another one we had on on videotape. And The Guns of Navarone. Oh, man. The Guns. Oh, was it Force 10 from Navarone? The Guns of Navarone. That's the one with Gregory Peck and David Niven. And then Force 10 from Navarone is the one where they come back, right? Anyway, great movies. Great movies. Absolutely great. Uh, we're going to have to do uh, Christmas movies. Of course, Scrooge, uh, uh, um, um, the Muppet Christmas Carol is going to be at the top of the list. Watch Scrooge last year. Not bad. Um, you know, we got to get some of them Christmas movies in. No Prancer. No Christmas Shoes. All right. We ain't doing the Christmas Shoes movie. Enough of that nonsense. Nobody needs that kind of sadness in their life. Uh, for sure. Uh, nobody needs that. Um, all right. That's uh, I guess we're I guess we're we're running out of time for today. It was that's probably fine because you guys are probably like, what am I listening to? You're listening to the ramblings of a guy who's sick of talking about politics for now. Uh, I mean, we could talk about it if there was actually something going on, but since there's not, 
that's okay. That's okay. We, uh, coming up on tomorrow's program. Yeah, remote control. I'm sorry, somebody in the chat room just said, remote control TVs, you had to get up and change a channel. Yeah, the, I was the remote control. Son, go change that channel, will you? That didn't happen very often, but it did occasionally. That was before there were remote controls, right? Remember when the TVs weighed more than your car? Yeah, I remember that too. Pepperidge Farm remembers. All right, um, coming up tomorrow on the program, it is J.D. to Chili from Reason Magazine. He's going to come in and talk about the latest decision from the Fifth Circuit Court on the issue of gun parts being labeled as actual firearms, and the court has struck that down. He's going to give us the details on that which is also going to comply, uh, or, uh, impact, I think, like the bump stock ban and some other things as well. So we'll talk about that. We'll also finish up the show with Willie Waffle. It's going uh, to be a great day. Thank you, my friends. We appreciate you coming on board. And we are looking forward to tomorrow. Be safe, no matter where you are in the state, whether it's raining, snowing, or just looking beautiful. Take care of yourself. We'll be back with more tomorrow. The Michael Dube Show. Common sense. Liberty-based. Free thinking radio. All right, chat room. Thank you so much, guys. Thanks for the interaction. That was fun today. You know... You just got to, sometimes you just got to do it. You just got to have fun. You got to break convention, break the norm. We will be back. I see my dad's still in the chat room. Dad, you didn't post a recipe. You didn't tell me what recipe you wanted to put up. Come on. No slacking. All right, my friends. Have a good one. We will see you tomorrow. Don't forget to check out the Common Sense Core. If you want to help support the show it's not even december but you could see it from here we'll see you have a great day my friends
We've shed our terrestrial radio skin, and now we are slimy lizard internet people. It's the Michael Duke Show.